Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, ESPN Sports Center on Tuesday. Playoff games from across the state took place to determine the eight-team field for the Class AA state boys and girls soccer tournaments. In girls' action, Missoula Hellgate beat Helena Capital 5 nothing. while Missoula Sentinel defeated Missoula Big Sky 3-1 to advance. In, boy, it, uh, in, in boys' action, reigning champion Hellgate blasted Butte 8-0, while Helena Capital took apart Big Sky 9-1. Also, Helena High outlasted Sentinel 3-2 to advance. In the most recent Treasure State football media poll conducted by KGEZ in Kalispell, Butte remains number one in Class AA after receiving 12 of 18 first-place votes. The 8-0 Bulldogs, one spot ahead of 7-0 Billings West, who got the other six first-place votes. Sentinels, number three, Bozeman, number four, and Capitals, number five. In Class A, Hamilton remains number one after earning eight of 13 first-place votes, while Miles City, the only undefeated team in Class A, is at number two. Frenchtown is at three ahead of Dillon, and Laurel rounds out the top five. In a Class B, Florence jumped into the top five for the first time this season. The Falcons defeated Missoula Loyola for the first time in a long time to rake in the pole. Fairfield, number one in Class B once again. And finally, tonight, Game 2 of the World Series. The Houston Astros down one game to none. Host the Washington Nationals, 608 first pitch, ESPN Radio. This ESPN Sports Center is presented by Clark Fork Law. Tell Nuwana's 102.9 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Happy to be with all of you on a Wednesday afternoon. 
Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 and see online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can also find us on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. You can listen live on the Listen Live tab. It's called a stream. It's there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. 329-1899 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rage Brothers RV phone line. I'll remind you here in about 10 minutes, we're going to have our ESPN roundtable. Gage Smith and Alex Mustard, two Montana natives, two Montana athletes in Lake Placid, New York, pursuing dreams of being Olympians with the United States men's bobsled team. So we will have them for our ESPN roundtable coming up here in 10 minutes or so. But first, it's time for a Wing It Wednesday. We go to the phones and we welcome in Cal to the show. Cal, how are you? Pretty good. How about yourself? Doing great, Cal. Appreciate it very much. Now, here's the deal, my friend. We got three questions for you. If you get two of the three, you got yourself a basket of wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern, the best wings in the city of Missoula. If you get all three, you got yourself a shirt as well. If you need help on any one of these, Coulter is your lifeline, all right? All right. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right, Cal, here we go. Three questions, one from each of the three major sports, all of them, uh, you know, uh, uh, breaking news, up to the up to the hour type of stuff, okay? You ready for that? Uh-huh. Okay, Cal, here we go. Question number one, the NFL trade deadline is less than a week away, but several trades have already taken place. Name one NFL trade that has taken place. You don't have to give me the draft picks. Just one name that's switching teams going to play for somebody else. Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. Where is he going? Do you remember where he's headed? Uh, I believe it's from the Broncos to uh, the 49ers. Cal! All over it. Very well done. Question number one. Cal Davis. Got it. Is that real? It is, actually. The guy who answered the phone, he's like, you pranking me, man? We just talked about Cal Davis. I'm like, I'm not sorry, man. Remarkable that we had Jake Mayer from University of California Davis on, and now we have Cal Davis on to talk to us about wings. It's a lot of UC Davis alumni to get real mad when he called Cal Davis. (laughs) Well, that's my name, so I mean. I I know. I was just telling Ryan. It's a constant lesson in uh, futility around here. I don't know why you referred to him as it. I wasn't kind. <laughs> um, okay. Cal, here we go. Question number two. You still got a lifeline. Who, Hold on. Break who, it up for a second. I said it again. Okay, okay. You get, there's question number two for you. You still got a lifeline if you need it, okay? Okay. The World Series is happening. You may be aware of the World Series. It's uh, the culmination of the Major League Baseball season. Game one was last night. Who was playing? Who won? And what was the score? Uh, I believe it was the Washington Nationals playing the Houston Astros, and it ended 5-4. In favor of? The Nationals. Cal Davis, look at you. Elbow deep in wings, and you didn't even use a lifeline. That's impressive work. Very well done. That's the plan. That's the plan. Very well done. Uh, Cal, you got yourself wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. Let's see if you can go three for three. See if you can go three for three. There were two games to open the NBA season last night. Two of them. Name the two winners of the two NBA games last night. Clippers and the Raptors. Colton, do you feel like 
you know, just alone and lonely over there, sitting there, no need for you. Didn't even he didn't even think about asking for a lifeline. <laughs> He's money, open, yeah. money, exactly, Cal. That's how you do it, right there, my friend. Very well done. Give your information to David there in the back, and you, my friend, are getting wings and a shirt from the Desperado. You nailed it, three for three. Hey, thank you very much, guys. You got it. Thank you. That's how you do it, right there. No hemming and hawing. This is answering questions right out of the gate. It's pretty great. Uh, boys and girls, we're giving away a keg and a kegerator. We're registering here every day for the next couple of weeks with a word of the day. And we're going to do it right now. 200-8184 is the phone number. 406 is the area code. 200-8184. You text the word of the day to 200-8184. You can enter every single day. You're winning a kegerator from Fred's Appliance and a keg from Great Burn Brewing. And uh, it's a great package. We love giving this thing away. It's been a little while since we've done a couple years, but we're back with the keg and the kegerator giveaway. The word of the day today, NBA. The NBA has begun. Okay, it's three letters. It's a, you know, what do they call it, Coulter, when it's short for something? Acronym? Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Thanks for saving me, the journalist over here. It's an acronym, but it's what we're doing. Okay, making it simple. It was two words yesterday. It's not even a word today. That's how we do the word of the day. NBA, the word of the day to 200-8184. Text it in right now, and you will be registered for a keg from the Great Burn Brewing and a kegerator from Fred's Appliance. It is just that great. Quick break. Come back. Gage Smith, Alex Mustard, they're trying to become Olympians in the bobsled. They are the subject of our ESPN roundtable. Next. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon. Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you. On Tuesday, playoff games from across the state took place to determine the eight-team field for the Class AA state boys and girls soccer tournaments. In girls action, Missoula Hellgate beat Helena Capital 5-0, while Missoula Sentinel defeated Missoula Big Sky 3-1 to advance. In boys action, reigning champion Hellgate blasted Butte 8-0, while Helena Capital took part Big Sky 9-1. Helena High outlasted Sentinel 3-2 to advance. In the most recent Treasure State media poll conducted by KGEZ in Kalispell, 
Butte remains number one in Class AA after receiving 12 of 18 first-place votes. The 8-0 Bulldogs are one spot ahead of defending state champion Billings West, who got the other six first-place votes. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Not sure, start it over, but don't start it over. Just keep it going. Bunch of soccer, Hellgate's in, <laughs> Sentinel's in on the girls' side, Hellgate's in on the boys' side, Big Sky and Sentinel are out. In football, Butte's rolling, Billings West is rolling, Sentinel's number three, Bozeman number four, Cowsball number five on the recent Treasure State Media poll. Class A, Hamilton remains number one after earning eight of 13 first-place votes. Miles City, the only other undefeated team in Class A, is number two after earning four first-place votes. And Frenchtown, number three in this week's Class A poll. Four points ahead of Dylan, who received the final first place nod. Laurel, number five. Excellent recap. Thank you, Coulter. In Class B, Florence jumped to the top five for the first time this season. The Falcons defeated Missoula Loyola for the first time in 17 seasons to break into the poll. Fairfield is number one once again in Class B. Tonight, game two of the World Series. The Houston Astros hosting the Washington Nationals. The Astros lost 5-4 yesterday to the Nationals, so the Nats have a one nothing lead. It will be Steven Strasburg and Justin Verlander taking the hill tonight for the uh, two clubs respectively in the final home game for the Astros before the series shifts back to the nation's capital for game three. Conversation with some future Olympic hopefuls? I think so. It's Two Tone the Waters, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and see the online at KurtzPolaris.com. And every week, every Wednesday at this time, we do our ESPN Roundtable. It is presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls is Missoula's coolest. Hot spot, and we're happy to uh, have Gage Smith and Alex Mustard, who are two former uh, athletes in the state of Montana, two former University of Montana athletes, specifically track and uh, football, respectively, who are now pursuing dreams of being uh, bobsledders and are in Lake Placid, New York. So, very cool. It's our ESPN roundtable again, presented by Paradise Falls. Well, happy now to welcome into the ESPN Roundtable two native Montanans and two guys who have Olympic aspirations in the bobsled, Alex Mustard of Missoula and Gage Smith from up in Whitefish. Guys, thanks so much for being with it. We appreciate it. How are you doing? We're doing good. We, we just got done with the workout. So, yeah, just kind of taking it day by day right now. Well, yeah, th- th- Thank you very much for doing this. Yeah, well, we thank you guys. We appreciate having you on. It's uh, it's awesome to be with you both. And, Gage, let's start with you. you. You mentioned the workout that you guys have just gotten done. I imagine basically all day, every day, this is what it consists of. But when you're talking about a bobsled, you know, the get-off, the power, the speed, all that kind of stuff, what is it that you guys are up to from, like, a workout regimen standpoint? What did you just get done doing this morning? So... I mean, the thing that's kind of great for us and why I think we translate pretty well physically to the sport is, you know, really workout-wise, we, you know, don't stray away from anything we've really been doing to train for athletics in the past. So, I mean, just like football and, you know, track, it's all about being, you know, strong, fast, explosive, powerful. So when it comes to the workouts and stuff like that, you know, physically, I think our bodies are, you know, 
right where we want them to be for where we want to be in the sport. Obviously, you're always trying to get stronger, faster, and all that, but nothing nothing too different so far. Alex, take us through the workout this morning. What did you guys do? This morning, we just did a lift. We'll, we'll spend a couple days a week lifting. Usually two, three, or four times a week we'll lift. We'll sprint several times a week, and then we'll also push on the push track several times a week. And it's definitely a fine balance between strength, speed, and size. So you have to make sure that you're quick enough to push the sled and at the same time powerful enough to move it. And you don't want to give up too much of one for the other. Question for both of you guys. Let's start with Gage. So often when your athletic career ends, I mean, so few people actually get to play college sports even. And it's it's hard even when your high school career ends and when, then when college ends, especially if you played football or track, you know, where you're with a big group of guys, the camaraderie sort of is by the wayside and you, you miss it so much. Just having this as an athletic outlet so so close to when you guys finish competing, that must be awesome for you guys. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that was something, you know, that really, really intrigued us, you know, especially being guys who have been a part of team sports our whole life. And, you know, that, like, there's really, you know, it's hard to explain unless you're an athlete, but that team feeling and, you know, that shared joy that comes with sports is something that's so awesome. And, you know, when your athletic career ends, especially in football, like, you have that big void in your life, you know, not only that like waking up with the competitiveness and that drive every day to achieve a goal and be better. But, you know, just as equal of a part, you know, is, is being around the guys and, you know, working hard and working for them and working together. And, you know, if you can work with other people towards a common goal, it makes it all that much better. And, you know, they, as they in sports, they said in our locker room all the time, you know, that shared joy is, you know, a feeling like unlike anything else. Alex, where are you guys at in terms of, I mean, you're trying to make a team right now. You're training to do that. Where are you at in the process of working towards your goal of becoming, you know, full-fledged U.S. Olympians? We're at the very preliminary stages of that process. Uh, Obviously, bobsled really only gets a lot of attention one time every four years, and that's at the Olympic Games. But there is so much work that goes into that process throughout the entire four-year quadrennial, which they call the uh, period in between each of those Olympics. And so right now, we're in the second year of that quad, and it's basically a rat race between every single athlete to be in the best position they can be when the Olympic teams are announced right before the Olympic Games, which will be right in uh, the beginning of 2022. And so... At this point, we're just trying to get as much experience as we can, trying to learn as much as we can, and taking every opportunity we can to compete, to learn more about the sport, to get to know the other athletes and the coaches, and then to to really just understand what it takes to compete at that level. So you guys are in Lake Placid, right? How many other athletes are there sort of doing the same, similar training? At any given time, there's the for the male bobsled USA team, they're are about 12 guys that are on Team USA, and there might be another two dozen that are competing for spots um, in races around North America and Europe. And in the Olympic Training Center, there's bobsled athletes that train here. But in addition to that, this is a this is a hosting site for skeleton, luge, biathlon. Uh, we just had some gymnastics athletes here. And so it's a really fun environment. At the same time, most athletes at this level are extremely competitive and are very specific about how they train, how they eat, 
And so it's been kind of eye-opening for us just to experience this, this whole atmosphere. So the gymnasts were there. So any of the ones that were gold medalists last year? Because those girls are like world famous. Those girls are ridiculous. Yeah, so the gymnastics team that was here, it was, uh, what was it? It was like tumble tumble track, trampoline. Okay. And so it was more like aerial gymnastics okay. or whatever. Okay. But, right, there there are actually, yeah, two separate gymnastics categories in the Olympics. Right. And so so we, we were uh, witnessing, yeah, the tumble and trampoline athletes. Alex Mustard and Gage Smith joining us, two native Montanans working to become uh, Olympians on the United States bobsled team. Guys, it's so interesting to me because even in North America, in the U.S., where there's plenty of mountains and snow, especially where we're from, uh, not a lot of people grow up bobsledding as such. It's like <laughs> something, it's something that you kind of, like you guys did, move into. But it's also... It, to to the outsider, right, seems so obscure, right? Like, all of a sudden, okay, you've been playing football, you've been running track, and now you're like, hey, let's get on the bobsled. How did that happen? Like, how did you get from, okay, we're still athletes, we still want to do something, hey, U.S. bobsled, that's what we want? So, I'd say, you know, the talk started with Alex and I about a year ago, and it started just like anybody else would think about it, I guess. We were talking about, you know, how do you get into this sport, like, what does it take and all that? And so Alex and I started doing, like, a little bit of research and figured out they recruit. And mo- most of the people here, almost all of us are former track or football players. And so we figured, you know, well, we, we fit the mold pretty well. You know, we, we're bigger, faster athletes. And the talks between Alex and I just kept moving forward, and we got in touch with the coach. But we were still in school, so we couldn't really pursue anything yet especially with Alex finishing track in the spring. And so we just kind of kept the ball moving forward. We kept in touch with Coach Dion, who's like the head recruiting guy here. And Alex can tell you a little bit more about his route to get here. But for me, mine was a, a little simpler. I just got a direct invite to the rookie camp. And then, you know, we did well enough at rookie camp where there was about 13 of us. And I think there's like five of us back here now. And then... So they have what's called national push championships. And so if you do well at rookie camp, they'll invite you back to national push champs. And that's with the big dogs, you know, the, the Olympic guys, the world cup guys and girls. And so I actually couldn't afford to come back for push champs so quick. Cause you know, they have exit meetings with us and then it's like, Oh, can you come back across the country in two weeks? I took a look at my bank account and said, well, no, I can't. <laughs> and so Alex ended up going back for national push champs, but then I stayed in touch with coach and, you know, we talked about a plan, a little bit different plan. And now I'm here for six weeks and, you know, we're learning the details, the ins and outs, everything it takes to be a bobsledder. And like I said, we're taking it day by day and learning and I'll let Alex explain a little bit more about his route. Yeah. Alex, what, what, what was different for you? How did you get into it? So I found out that a lot of, a lot of bobsled athletes were actually former track athletes. I'd say that's probably the number one sport that uh, developed into bobsled athletes. And Gage and I are actually young in, in terms of bobsled athletes. Most athletes are in their late 20s or even early 30s. And I knew that uh, I, I was able to garner success at the University of Montana as a sprinter at the Division One level, but I knew that I wasn't quite competitive enough to compete after college as a sprinter so I was kind of exploring every route I could find just to figure out if there was any opportunity for me just to continue being an athlete 
And it sounds like Bobsled would, would be my best bet. So I actually had gotten in touch with the coaching staff, and one of the coaches recommended that I apply for an event in Colorado Springs, which happened in June. And uh, at that at that event, um, it's called the Next Olympic Hopeful, and it's a general tryout. There are multiple sports there that are recruiting a pool of athletes. And from there, I actually was asked to come to the rookie camp in August, and then I was able to come back for national team. Excuse me. I was able to come back to Lake Placid in September for national push championships. And then this is actually my third trip to Lake Placid now, and uh, we're, we're just here training for, for a few weeks until, until about Thanksgiving time. Now, Gage, I don't want to, you know, bury the lead on this thing, but you are dating an Olympian. Uh, and so yes. I'm wondering, so Maggie Voice and your girlfriend's two-time Olympian competed once. She was injured in the in the first one, the youngest Olympian there at Sochi, took fourth in Korea. But how much, I, I got to believe that there is some connections that are there to be made, especially in the Winter Olympics, when you got an Olympian right there on your arm. Yeah, I mean, I think, what's been especially helpful, you know, cause Olympic sports, I mean, are kind of more an obscure thing. You know, it's not the NFL, it's not the NBA. You don't sign a big contract, you know, like even Alex and I right now are like, the only reason this is possible for us is because we've been receiving donations and, you know, we can't be working. And so she's been very insightful just in terms of competing, like what it's like on that, like Olympic type stage, you know, the world sports stage more like, so she's kind of familiar with like the things we do. And she actually met a few of the bobsledders at this past Olympics. And so, I mean, she, she's just very helpful and, you know, she's just a great person to talk to in general because she's seen so much success in her career as well as a lot of adversity. And, you know, to have somebody close to you who's been through the ups and downs of, you know, sports and, you know, knows what it's about to be successful and battle through injuries and things like that. So, Tell us she, about, she's very helpful. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure she is in terms of that. But you mentioned the financial aspect of this, and I think that's a compelling part too, because you guys are both young guys. You know, just got out of college, and I mean, it's it's hard to make it this day and age. And so, what gave you the courage to want to go out on your own? And tell people a little bit more too about how they can help you, because I know you guys do have a GoFundMe page and stuff like that. So, how do you have the courage to to kind of go out and and take this risk? And also, what does it take just to get by? So I think for Alex and I, you know, it's been really big having each other through this whole thing. You know, someone to talk about, hey, you know, weighing the risks versus the risk rewards of all this. And, you know, I think we just came to the conclusion that we're young and life short and we miss being competitive in sport. And obviously the financial thing was a big discussion. I mean, after going to rookie rookie camp for me this summer, you know, especially just graduating college, I didn't exactly have much income or anything like that in the bank account. So I kind of drained the bank account going to rookie camp. And then I came back and they asked me to come back in a couple of weeks, which obviously I couldn't afford. And so for me, you know, I was kind of tossing it, tossing the idea around. I'm like, and like, is this worth it? Like I was working a minimum wage job because I couldn't, you know, take on any serious job if we were going to try and pursue this. But, you know, especially talking with my girlfriend and people close to me, you know, everybody was like, look, like you, you may never get a chance like this again. I, I think you got to go for it. And through this whole fun fundraising process and stuff, there's been people who have been extremely helpful, not even, not just the people who've donated, but 
the people who have helped me figure out what to expect financially in this sport, you know, how to do things the right way, how to go about fundraising and asking for the, what we believe is the correct amount of money. So there, there's a lot of people to thank so far going forward in this that have been very helpful. And the financial thing, as it sounds like, doesn't get much less stressful as you age in this sport. Cause you know, every year you're, you know, you're, you're looking to maybe get some sponsorship deals, any way to, you know, get some income. So it's definitely tricky, but we're young and I never had any money in college anyway. So it's not too different <laughs> for me. Right. It's, it's extremely humbling to have to announce publicly that you're in need of support. But the reality is that we would really have no other opportunity to pursue, pursue these dreams without the help of so many people. And we're really fortunate for the, for the support we've received so far. Um, both financially and just words of encouragement. And it, it really means a lot to each of us. Alex Mustard from Missoula, Gage Smith from Whitefish, both former University of Montana athletes and uh, current uh, currently in pursuit of Olympic dreams on the U.S. bobsled team joining us on the ESPN Roundtable. And Alex, I'd like to know more specifically about what it's like to be at Lake Placid in terms of, you know, where you stay, you guys, roommates, whatever. What's the food situation? That's always important to me. I want to know what the spread's like. And <laughs> it's the only thing you ever want to know. That's all I, I don't when care When I covered about. the Grizz in Oregon, all he wanted to know, what are you eating in the press box? What? Not what's off the stadium like. What are the ducks wearing? Nope. What is for dinner right. in the press box? I don't care about your workouts. I care about your buffet, man. Uh, so... But 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 just kind of the life, you know. We know that you're there, just working out constantly, trying to try to do this thing. But what's it like, kind of day in and day out, there at an Olympic facility? That's pretty cool. Right. So Lake Placid is in the middle of the Adirondacks, which is a, a mountain range in upstate New York. It's a small mountain town. There's about three thousand people that live here, and Lake Placid actually hosted the Winter Olympics in 1932 and again in 1980, and so most of what's here are remnants of those two Olympic games. And we are staying at the Olympic training center. It's a large building. There's probably 80 rooms and every single person that stays here will be assigned a roommate, almost similar to what a hotel room would be like. And then there's a cafeteria. The cafeteria is open usually from 7 a.m. to about 9 p.m. And there's food in there pretty much anytime we need it, which we're extremely grateful for to be able to go eat as much as we want to, whenever we want to. And there's a, there's a weight room connected to the building. There's large basketball gyms that, that are used for um, wrestling and gymnastics. They can set up their equipment in there. But on top of that, most of our time is dedicated to training, which includes lifting and sprinting. We watch a lot of film. Uh, Gage and I recently started driving uh, last week. So we watch film of us driving. We watch film of ourselves pushing, making sure that we're learning how to push the sleds properly. And then we take rides down the track. And um, a lot a lot of the work we do as well includes maintaining the sleds. We, as athletes, are essentially the mechanics for each of the sleds. Bob sleds are not cheap, and they're hard to come by. So we have to make sure that we're taking really good care of those sleds and that we're preparing them to, you know, to, to help us race fast each day. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. 
With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. We really, really buried the lead now, 20 minutes into this thing. We haven't even asked you, what's it like being on the actual sled? Right. So we, we weren't really prepared for this. <laughs> Not at all. But due, due to circumstances at the track, the only way we're able to be on ice right now is if we're the ones driving. Gage <laughs> and I have started driving monobops, which are single-person sleds. They were just recently introduced as a new Olympic event for women. So women now have monobob as an official event. But they put us in the monobobs to learn how to drive. So we've been taking rides down the track at Lake Placid. Every time before we drive, we have to walk the track to try to memorize the curves and just to be aware of the ice conditions for that day. We start from a lower start. So right now, we're only driving the lower half of the track. And eventually, we'll start to move up and move up and move up until until we're driving the the full track. We move up today. (laughs) Now, this... This is such an odd thing because I've always thought this about all of these ice shoot sports that are out there. There is no easy track. Like, you can't just go out like you can on a basketball floor and just miss shots. Like, you're just shooting down this thing as fast as the gravity and the ice will take you. How do you how do you deal with the fact that there's, like, you're in this thing and now you got to figure out how to survive? There's not a lot of room for error. Right. That's why we... That's why we do start lower on the track, and uh, you you naturally become pretty zoned in when you're forced to drive the track. It's essentially your only option is to get <laughs> to get the sled down the track. So you get a lot of adrenaline going, and you're pretty zoned in. Um, the speeds we're moving at now aren't too high. We've been hitting max speeds of about 50 miles per hour. From the top of the track, floods will be going closer to 85 or 90 miles per hour. And at that point, you're making decisions very quickly and, and having to move that sled around in a very short amount of time. Do you guys... Yeah. So oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, uh, I was going to say, day one, I didn't make a decision quite quickly enough. So I'm the only one of the rookies to flip my sled so far. <laughs> oh, no. so day one, that was quite the experience, but... Yeah, I mean, once they once they push you off that thing, there's there's no turning back. You either get yourself down or you don't. So, no. Um, oh. But I mean, it's fun, you know. You you they push you off, and you're like, well, I got to do this. So you got to be extremely locked in for 50 seconds, or uh, you end up on your head like I did my second ever run. Now, all of this I understand is training and building. You're just trying to break in. But do you have an idea or a placement of what? what you might be interested in or where they might place you when it comes to two-man, four-man, driving, break-man, in the middle, like that kind of stuff, where where you would be slotted? So right now, I mean, 
it's more just about getting us on the ice, getting us that experience, what it likes to be like, what it's like to be on the track. From what my understanding is, rookies tend to do a little more two man than four man their first year. But uh, another one of our closer friends here, we've been doing Alex. Uh, his name is Boone, and myself have been doing three man hits on the practice sled. And from my understanding, you know, there's potential there that we might be doing some four man stuff this season together which would be really cool. But it's one of those things, you know, you, you take opportunities as they come and they're going to mix and match us kind of all over the place, especially being rookies, finding out where we work best, push best. And so the biggest thing for us right now is just kind of be prepared for anything and expect the unexpected, I guess. Uh, sprinter, so you're in the blocks frequently. Gage, a lot of your time at the University of Montana playing football, you were covering kickoffs and punts and things like that. Compare and contrast those two things. Start with Gage. Running down on a kickoff, running down on a punt, you might get smoked. You might smoke somebody. You never know. What's that like compared to pushing the sled? Well, I guess bobsled's really not too far off that. You go down the track and you're like, well, this might be good or I might get smoked. (laughs) Um, But I guess there's similarities. You know, there's so much emphasis and why they want the biggest, strongest, most powerful people they can is, you know, it's a lot like running down on kickoff. You get really hyped up. You run as hard as you can. You're you're locked in, you know, mentally, and there's a good chance you could get hammered. Or, <laughs> I mean, but I think it's exciting. You know, you get to get really excited and put everything you can into that. You know, five six seconds on your push, and then after that, you know, you're kind of riding down, taking a beating, and I guess similar to football in that way. But it's exciting to you know get really fired up, especially with a few other guys to keep you motivated and get excited. And Alex, a lot of athletes say that uh, being in the blocks right before the 100 meters is maybe the, the most nerve-wracking and adrenaline-pumping thing you can do in sports, but those people probably haven't ridden a bobsled, so we'll compare and contrast the two. I'm, I'm actually really grateful for that because uh, throughout my career, I was able to develop a lot of calmness prior to my races, and I was able to just to be in a, in a peaceful place when I started to sprint even in in big races and so uh that's translated pretty well for me because you can kind of slow things down in your mind a lot of things are moving in a short amount of time as a sprinter and also as a bobsledder so i think that that mental aspect definitely translates really well well, guys, this has been awesome. Tell people out there, again, I mean, we know that you're out there. you get, you got two and a half years, man, until the actual Olympics come around as you pursue this thing. How can people help you out? Where can they go to, to track your progress and how things are going? So what Alex and I have been trying to do is – so Alex actually never had, you know, Instagram. He's never a big social media thing like That's that. That's my but, guy right there. I like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm with that. I, I just – developed new uh, social media accounts just so I can kind of share with people who are interested in my journey and keeping track of where I'm at or that are interested in supporting me just so that they have an idea of how I'm spending my time day to day as and as well as uh, just just everything that that goes into the sport just so that I'm able to uh, to better portray how, how I'm spending my time and so where what are the what are the handles on those? All of my handles are Alex J Mustard. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, GoFundMe is Alex J Mustard. Great. And so I, I I appreciate follows, shares, any financial support is is a uh, it, it goes beyond words. 
how much it means to us. And then, Gage, for you, do you have your uh, social meds up, too? <laughs> yeah, so I've always been more of the social media guy, I guess. I was always, <laughs> I was always the guy who revealed us doing funny stuff. And But, uh, yeah, I like I said, we've been trying to post a lot because especially, you know, there's some people who have sent us, you know, some pretty big donations. And on top of all the thank yous and stuff, we want to keep people as up-to-date as what we're doing. You know, we don't want people sending us money and then being like, okay, I wonder how those guys are doing right. or if they're alive. So we try and post a lot of stuff, and I'm, I'm always posting stuff on my Twitter and my Instagram. My Instagram is Gage H. Smith, and then my Twitter handle is GHSmith51. So always trying to, you know, post cool things, and it makes us excited seeing videos of us doing stuff and the positive feedback we get and the support. It's, it's all really awesome, and it motivates us to, you know, push ourselves harder and, and try and find success in this new sport. And the GoFundMe page you guys have set up, that can be found at all those places as well, right? Right, yeah. I have my GoFundMe's linked in my uh, social media bios. I think it's my pinned tweet on Twitter. And it's one of those things, you know, we want as much exposure to those pages as possible, but, you know, we also want to be humble and grateful throughout the whole process because, like we said, you know, without these donations, like, we couldn't be here doing this, so... Alex Mustard from here in Missoula, Gage Smith from Whitefish, joining us on the ESPN Roundtable as they pursue their Olympic dreams in bobsled. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time out. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. This was fun. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. We had a good time. Well, we had a good time. I'll tell you that, to talk to those two guys, Gage Smith, Alex Mustard. And, uh, Colt, we talked about this, uh, you know, after we had spoken with those two guys uh, uh, and – said, you know, a lot of people after they graduate college are trying to figure it out. Some jump right into a job, into a career. Some take time and just, you know, go maybe travel, do something like that. And, you know, there's a, it's a world of opportunity, you know, things to do, uh, you know, at, at some point in your life and often, you know, when you're young and so forth. But there's almost nobody who could pursue the idea of going on to the United States Olympic team in any sport to say nothing of of bobsled and the fact that those two guys are tremendous athletes, sprinters, football players, etc. that, you know, they, they're they getting this sort of experience which a lot of kids get uh, something goes some direction, but to do it in this respect, we're not really, I mean, there's .001% of people that could go do that or something uh, is, is awesome, and the fact they're out there pursuing it is great, and yeah, you know, you got no money, but you're there, you're in Lake Placid, you're getting taken care of, you're getting fed, and uh, and it's it's a very cool thing, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to track those two guys and see how it works out for them, and again, you know, go, go follow them on Instagram, and if you, you know, feel so inclined and, uh, uh, throw them a shekel or two to help out with the cause because it's a it's a long road two and a half years you know till the next winter olympic games and these guys they, they have transitional athleticism athleticism that transitions to that sport really well gage smith people probably don't remember him that much just because he was a special teams guy before that he ended up having to retire early he had some concussion issues but he was a state champion in both football and track at Whitefish High School, and he was a guy that was a sprinter and a thrower. I think he actually even was a conference champion, maybe even a state champion in the shot put, but also a guy that contributed on the relay teams and was a placer in a lot of the sprints. So that's a great combo to have. You're six three two twenty who can also run, but you're strong as well. Great combo. And anybody that's ever seen Alex Mustard, he's one of the phys- biggest physical specimens that have come through the University of Montana the last couple of years. I mean, he looks the part of a big, strong, fast, Olympic-style sprinter, 
and he's he's one of the better sprinters to come out of Missoula in the last decade plus, and he, he transitions even better because he's just so big. Right. Uh, so I think the, it's a it's a sweet deal that these guys are chasing it, and uh, like you said, if you if you got it in your heart to want to help some out, local athletes, I think that'd be sweet if these guys were to somehow some way. Got to make that Get team. team. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, it's our ESPN roundtable every Wednesday. We'll have that for you again at noon tomorrow. It is presented by Paradise Falls, Culture Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street, over there on the south end of town near the intersection of Brooks and Reserve. Great spot to go sit. In fact, we were there last night, uh, enjoyed it, watching game one of the World Series. Great spot to uh, sit down, have uh, have, a, have a late happy hour, enjoy some good food, and, uh, and a great all the TVs, rooms available for you. If it wasn't for the Grizz basketball scrimmage, I would have stayed for the whole World Series last night and hit that late happy hour. But nonetheless, we had our Osprey appreciation fans. I guess the Osprey had their fan appreciation party there last night, so I stopped by for a little bit, watched the first four innings of the World Series, and it was was great. Paradise Falls, uh, one of the only places in all Missoula you could be able to find breakfast, lunch, and dinner, early happy hour, late happy hour. If you're into sports, they got you covered. 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, full bar, and that late happy hour is great, 9 to 11. Monday through Thursday, and you got half-price cocktails, $3 beers, half-price apps. Not going to find a better deal in town. So go check them out, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hotspot. We register you for Grizz Eastern Washington tickets and talk about the Maroon Silver Scrimmage basketball next. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Hate the uh, winter version of daylight savings. <laughs> uh, it is uh, two telling the wonderful broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at twenty nine hundred four West Broadway in Missoula, Highway eighty three in Sealy. I can't wait to listen back to the laugh that you gave me, which was just such a courtesy laugh. There's no heart behind it. <laughs> it wasn't a funny joke. I admit to you, I didn't do my part to elicit something substantial, but hearing it in my headphones, I'm just reminded of how hollow it was. You hate when people talk about the weather. I hate when people talk about time. I'm not. What time do you get off? What time do you get up? Everybody thinks everybody works nine to five. It's just not. The it's case. just not about time, though. It's just about because you know this as well as I do. It's going to be pitch black when we walk out of here two weeks from now or whenever it happens. Yeah, it's a huge internal conflict for me. 
Um, we are, uh, if you missed anything in the show, you can listen on the podcast. It's available everywhere. Wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to the Two Tell Nuanas podcast and the FCS Speculators podcast, episode five. Going to be out tonight, people. FCS Speculators, everything you need to know about the books, the lines, the numbers, especially in the Big Sky Conference, but at the FCS at large. Uh, great uh, series uh, that we've been doing. We're really happy to have it and uh, bring it to you. Two Tell Nuanas podcast, by the way, brought to you by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Okay. Your last chance to register. You want tickets to the Eastern Washington Montana Grizzly football game? Call right now. 329-1899. The first three of you in. 329-1899. You are going to be registered for tickets. We'll be giving those tickets away tomorrow on the show. 329-1899. First three in right now. Registered to uh, to join the first six, which were registered over the last couple of days. And uh, we will pick a winner and uh, get that person tomorrow. Uh, Coulter, you went to the Maroon Silver scrimmage yesterday. Uh, we uh, talked with uh, Travis DeCure today uh, for a while about a couple of things and his team as well. But when you go out, you get your first look at the the new iteration, especially on the men's side with all the guys that graduated from that team. What was your impression yesterday watching this this men's Grizzly basketball team in their first sort of public forum? Well, a lot of different things because this is the most this is the most new the Grizz have been in a couple of years now. They had so many familiar faces, usual suspects the last couple of years, and the last couple of years the Maroon Silver scrimmage has been about the guy who sat out last year who's now eligible to play. Whether that guy was Jamar Co or Ahmad Rory or Donovan Dorsey or Kendall Manuel, who actually didn't end up having to sit out, but he was kind of the guy that was supposed to be that guy last year, and then ended up getting his waiver, and that was actually part of the narrative this time too. Asim Gaskin, who's the transfer from Utah, he's in a Kendall Manuel situation. They're trying to get his waiver pushed through. He could hear uh, right before the season that he could play. We'll see. But he's a talented player. He's very explosive. He shoots it better than I thought he was going to. The other guy, Michael Stedman, who's a transfer from San Jose State, he's a very athletic, way more athletic than I thought he was going to be and way better touch than I thought he was going to have. He made two different 15- to 17-foot jump shots, which – I just didn't expect that out of a true 6'10 guy. Yeah. But he's got a good little pick and pop. He moves better than I thought he was going to. And he's a great athlete to go with having real deal size. Him and Mac Anderson this year is going to be an interesting battle in practice because Stedman's for sure sitting out, and therefore Mac Anderson's for sure going to have to fill an elevated role. Anderson looks a lot more coordinated and fluid, and he's going to get tested by Stedman in practice every day. And then the other thing is the freshman. Well, first of all, Saeed Pridget is going to be the go-to guy. Everybody expected that, but he looks very eager and willing to relish that role. And the freshman, particularly Josh Vasquez, very impressive. I think DJ Carter Hollinger will probably sit out, but Kyle Owens is the guy that's going to push for a starting spot. He's that athletic and that physically ready. You know, get into football season and your coach sort of in it, but man, love when basketball season rolls around. We're getting there. It's coming up. Boys and girls, Enjoy game two of the World Series. We send you off to Houston for the first pitch, 608. Verlander on the hill against Strasburg. Enjoy it. See you tomorrow. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 